My name is Sam Holland and I'm a sculptor. I live and work on a Dutch barge on the Medway Estuary in Kent and most of my sculptures are strangely maritime themed. I have done two sculptures connected to the RNLI. The first is a monumental life and a half-sized bronze of um, Dick Evans, who was a double gold medal winning coxswain from Moilvra on Unas Morn in Gwynedd, which was unveiled by King Charles III in 2004. And the second is the RNLI memorial sculpture located in front of the Lifeboat College at the headquarters in Poole in Dorset. And it's a memorial to all of those people from the UK and Ireland who have lost their lives saving others from the sea. Uh, it was unveiled by the Duke of Kent in 2009. And I think it's a genetic thing. My um, grandfather, or Tide in Welsh, comes from the village of Muelvra and he was best friends really with Dick Evans and there were three of them, the three musketeers. So it was Dick Evans, my grandfather, who was called Thomas Edwal Jones, and Ivan Owens, who was the first mechanic on both of those rescues that Dick Evans got the gold medal for. So they were a sort of three musketeers of Moilborough. And he was um, a captain, you know, ran away to sea when he was 14 and became a, a, a sea captain. And my family have always lived by the sea, and I just think it's, it is, it calls you back. But an interesting story about my first connection with the RNI, which was the, the lifeboat sculpture of Dick Evans, was that I'd done a millennium piece called The Mariners, which is a piece on the River Medway. And having finished that, I was approached by a chap called Delwyn Hughes from Moilvra who I assumed had heard about my connection with Moivre, but he hadn't, in, in fact. He had found a picture of the, of the Mariners online or in a newspaper, because it was quite a long time ago. And to cut a long story short, he was phoning from the house that my father and grandfather had been born in to ask, did I know anything about a chap called Dick Evans? Was I interested in doing a sculpture? So it was a bizarre uh, connection that we had. And so that was the first one. And, and from that, I think the second sculpture, which was the RNLI memorial sculpture, it was a, a national competition. And I approached that in a different way, whereas the, the Moilvra sculpture is all about a certain community. You know, Dick Evans is the, is the figurehead there. But it was, a, it, you know, that, that um, community has had three major rescues, you know, the, the Royal Charter um, in 1859, the, the Hindley in 1959, and the Nafs Siporos in 1966. It's a specific sculpture to the sort of bravery and the RNLI vitality of that community. The second sculpture, the, the, the memorial sculpture, transcends time and place. It is a sculpture that is literally one person saving another person's life at sea. What I wanted it to achieve initially with, with looking at that sculpture is to realise that it was a sculpture of somebody in danger. And the way to do that is, is to use the plinth, 
And so I put a large, it's a 40 foot um, oval plinth at a precarious angle as a boat would have at sea. And in it, I have um, a large 14 foot open-sided boat. So you can see the person inside. And the person inside is a nine foot, so, you know, life and uh, a half really scale. And there is a person in the water that the person in the boat is pulling up. And because the, the plinth is such at an angle, you can see it almost as a picture or a painting. So the plinth is, is, is dual purpose, really. It becomes the sea itself and it becomes a boat. But also as you walk around the plinth, what, what is in waves, in stainless steel waves on the sides of, of the plinth are the names of those people who have died from the communities of the RNLI all around the UK and Ireland. It was a huge responsibility, so much so that uh, rather than, I, I made a, a replica plinth in the barge that I'm working in now. Uh, it was a shell of a boat and inside I built the plinth so, so that I could stand underneath it and feel the terror of that angle because it's very it wasn't a it wasn't a sculpture where you can make a sculpture and put it on a plinth the plinth was integral to the sculpture you know the plinth is the sea so i had to make the sea for first before i made the rescue the phrase on that which i put on the back of the sculpture with courage nothing is impossible i think that sums up everything to, to do with the RNLI for me. You know, it's incredibly upsetting and panic-making to be in a situation where the elements are, you know, taking over your life. And to go out purposefully into that is brave beyond my imaginings, really. When you're making a sculpture, any sculpture, you, you put so much of yourself into it Parting with them is difficult, but also going back to them is difficult. They take a life of their own, it's like, almost like children, that you, you've raised them and you've, you, you leave them, <laughs> or they leave you. <laughs> and going back to them, it's nerve-wracking to see if they look okay, you know, if they're you know, degrading, and if they were as good or, you know, as you remembered them. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's an honour to have done it. You know, it's a, one of the greatest honours. And, um, you know, it, it was such a special time. Hello, this is Ruth Jones. You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices Collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. 200 Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited.